This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Uh, good morning, everyone. Shalom Aleichem. Afrelechen Sunday. I want to uh, share with you a brief pocket on Daf Lamites. And I have to say, I was not aware of this whole concept. We know that if somebody is Ma'anis a woman, if a Jew is Ma'anis a Jewish woman, the halacha is that he is he has to marry her. Actually, um, Rabasi, I'm going to speak out. You know, yesterday in Shul, we were reviewing Daf Lamites. We had an interesting question regarding whether a father is allowed to stop um, if a man if a man uh, rapes his daughter, could the father stop it? So the Gemara says that Abai holds, of course the father could stop it, so that the sinner will not, will not gain. So that the sinner will not gain. Because uh, if he never raped her, the father could have said, you know, I don't want you to marry her. I don't want, uh, and the father could have stopped the marriage. And now that he rapes her, the father can't stop. So we just raised the topic, what do you mean so the sinner shouldn't lose out? What sin did he do? What sin is it to be ma'anis a woman? There's no love in the Torah. There's a knas. If you do it, you got to pay. But why are we calling him a choyte? Again, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's a tzaddik. But what of, it's not one of the 365 lavim in the Torah. Right? And the only thing we could really come up with is you're now to damage somebody. You're not to damage someone's property even if you're going to pay for it. Now that's a big question in halacha. Is there an avera? Let's say, let's say you damage someone, and you, let's say you you say like this: I'm going to damage someone and then pay him. Is that an avera? What's avera? I'm paying him. So the mafarshim talk about that. It's a big discussion. The first stipler in Baba Kama: Is it geneva? Is it a lack of yahavta kamecha? The same thing if someone rapes a woman. Technically, you can be hard-pressed to find the chait. But a mazik is, I guess, presumed to be a chaite. Okay, in any event, um, in any event like this. Um, the question is, we know that if somebody rapes a woman, they have to marry them. What if somebody is mafata a woman? We know he, you don't have to marry them. But is it better to marry them? Say, so what? Where did that come from? Whoever heard that a mafate should marry the nifta? We always talk about if somebody's ma'anis a woman, he has to marry her. The Torah says he has to marry her. He can never send her away. Where would we ever dream this up of that maybe a mafate should marry her? So the Torah does say mahar yimhareno isha. Okay, He should maybe quickly take her. That's what it says by Mefata. We never think of it that way. So if you look in the Rambam, the Rambam makes no mention of this whole thing. The Rambam, in the beginning of Hilchais Nara Besula, Perak Aleph Halach Aleph, Misha Pita Besula, Koin Sinoisai, Mishgal Chamishim, Slam. Someone who seduces a Besula. We penalize him fifty sela shal kesef mezukak v'uha nikra knas v'chenim anas oisa if someone coerced her v'knas is a mitzvah sasei shal Torah. Okay, bear this in mind for this coming week. It's a mitzvah in the Torah to pay a knas. 
שנאמר ונוסן האיש השויך אבימו לאבי הנערה חמישים כסף. The man who lay with her gives the father of the Nara 50 silver pieces. Okay, that, so a few things. One's mafata woman, he has to give 50. One ma'anas woman, he has to give 50. And it's a mitzvah in the Torah. Not a mitzvah that anybody wants to be in that situation, but it's one of the 613 mitzvahs. That's interesting, no? One of the 600... It's not an Avera to be ma'anas a woman, but it is a mitzvah to pay the knas. You know, it, it really highlights, there's a piece in uh, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky that you can't always judge the severity of something by the punishment in the Torah. For example, if somebody were to ask, is it better that I marry a Gentile or is it better I marry a Jewish woman who's not observant? So, if by looking in the Chumash you would think it's better to marry a Gentile. There's no love in the Torah to marry a Gentile. It's just the children aren't Jewish. Maybe according to some there's a love of Leis but it's not a Chi of Misa. But to live with a Jewish woman who doesn't keep the laws of family purity is a Chi of Kares. So somebody mistakenly may advise, you know, if you're not going to keep the laws of family purity, you should marry a Gentile. Now that's better, it's less severe. But of course, nobody in their right mind could say such a thing. But why not? Living with a Jew is not going to keep Tarsa Mishpacha is, is Kares. Living with a Gentile is not Kares. The answer is you can't always judge the severity of something by the punishment in the Torah. You know, we could explain that sometimes punishment is not a barometer of the severity. Sometimes it's needed to keep a person away from something. Sometimes it's a deterrent. Not every punishment demonstrates severity. Sometimes something which is not as intrinsically severe, people would be more liable to violate, so we have to keep them away from it. So maybe somebody would be more prone to marry a Jewish woman and not keep laws of family purity, so there's a more severe punishment. Or sometimes something is so severe, we don't want to give them the favor of atoning their sin. Okay, So that could be a rationale why by oinus, there is no Avera. It doesn't mean it's not bad. Just because there's no punishment, it doesn't mean it's not bad. But in any event, the Rambam makes no mention of the idea that a mafuta should marry the person. Um, If it's in the field, we assume she was coerced. If it's in the city, we assume she was seduced. She didn't scream out. The Rambam says, If the Anusa doesn't want to marry, 
either her or father, we allow that. If let's say they want and he doesn't want, we force him, and he marries him. Another mitzvah. All these wonderful mitzvahs. One mitzvah is to pay 50 shekel to the woman that a person rapes. Another mitzvah in the Torah is to marry her. Mamash Tzadik, this guy, he's, he didn't do any Averos, he was a Mekayim, two mitzvahs. He, pay, he paid the Knas, <laughs> and he does the mitzvah, he has to marry her. Afilu hi chigera even if she's ugly, he can never divorce her just because he wants. Comes a Shulchan Arach. It says something very interesting. The Ramah says, Let's read this. Hanitanalapnuya. One who their claims there are rumors that he had relations with a single woman. Some should say, some say you don't have to marry her. He shouldn't marry her. He shouldn't marry her because it's sort of giving credence to the rumors that he had relations with her. Some say it's a mitzvah to marry her. The hasari shayne ikar. The first svara is Iker. Doesn't marry her. But if you're afraid, she'll go off the darach. This is if there are rumors. But if he definitely lived with her, it's a mitzvah to marry her, but we don't force him. What's this talking about? Says the Gra. Avalain Koifin, Kamasha Kasa Bimasnisin, and Ksubis, Hamafate Imratsa. So let's see if we could figure this out. The Mishnah says in Ksubis, on Daflamites, Im. Um, so listen carefully. 
The Gra is saying, you see, if you read the Shachnach, you don't know what are we talking about. Was, did the man rape the woman or did he seduce her? So I would have read the Shachnach, we're talking about Oynas. And that's why we don't force it. But the Gra says, no, we don't force it because the Mishnah says that a Mefata You know why we don't force it? Because a Mefata doesn't have to marry her. Ooh, so the Gra says that this halacha is talking about a mafata. And nevertheless, mitzvah l'kainsah. That means the Gra is learning that even though we don't force a mafata to marry her, it's a mitzvah to marry her. What's the mitzvah? Mahar yimharen isha. There's not a chiyav dairaisa, but there's a mitzvah dairaisa. Mahar yimharen isha. Now here he quotes the Gemara on Daf Mem Amad Aleph. Look at look in the next Gemara Mem Amad Aleph. Oynes Shoyz Vatzis Amar Lei Rav Mazal Rav Ashi Michdi Migmar Gmir Mehadadi. We know we learn Oynes from a Fata. Why don't we also learn out Oynes from a Fata? Mefata from Oynes that Mefata has to marry her. Amar Kram Mahar Yimran Aliisha Loi Midaitai. It's with his das. There's a, it's with his das. But the Gra interprets that to mean that even though we have to have his consent and we don't force him, it's a mitzvah for him to marry her. It's a mitzvah for the mafate to marry the woman. So it seems like it's, there's some machloikas here. If there's a mitzvah to marry a woman. Okay, let's look back on the Rambam. Is the Rambam definitive not like that? The Rambam says, The Rambam never said, By Mefuta there's a mitzvah saseh. So it's generally presumed the Rambam holds there is no mitzvah saseh. But the Gra at least is learning there is a mitzvah saseh, and that mitzvah saseh is mahar yimharen olay leisha. So I was not aware of that. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know there was a daya. There's a mitzvah for the mafate to marry the her his nifta. So what would the nafgamina be between, let's say, the Rambam and the Rama? The Rambam holds there's no mitzvah to marry the mafute. The Rama says there is a mitzvah. We know that if somebody seduces a woman then you do not pay the knas immediately, but rather you pay the knas if you choose to divorce her. What's the reason why you're putter from the knas? What's the reason why if someone's mafate, a woman, and then he marries her, he's putter from the knas? Is it that the marriage patters her? Patters him from the knas? Or is the fulfillment of the mitzvah of marrying her, pottering her from the knas? If there is a mitzvah to marry her, then you could say, say according to the Ramah, it's the mitzvah to marry her that's pottering her. But according to the tzad, that it's not the mitzvah, there is no mitzvah to marry her. 
then it's the marriage itself that potters it. And the nafkamina would be, what if somebody seduces a woman and there is no mitzvah to marry her? Because he's not allowed to marry her. Let's say someone seduces a woman and he's not supposed to marry her. Say it's a love. So in that case, there's no mitzvah to marry her. So if it's the marriage that potters from the knas, so if he marries her, he's potter from the knas. But if it's the fulfillment of a mitzvah, he'd be chayv in the knas, because there is no mitzvah. So in the Mishnah of Rav Aaron Kudler, he brings this chakira, and he brings this nafkumina. Let's see if we could figure it out. This is Mishnah of Aaron Simen Memdalet. V'anir b'zil fimashish lachkar ich mispar shachiyov what does the Torah mean? Maharim hareno leisha. Im chiv zehu mitzvas hatayra al mafatik mayachiv v'mitzvah zolay si leisha amar ba'inas. Is it really a mitzvah on the mafata to marry her like there is on the ba'inas? Eladish nafkamina be ba'inas the mafata the ba'inas bal karche ramya rachman alei ba'inas you have to marry her. Law says as anusa al mafata. Even the Torah is commanding you to marry her, we're not going to shove it down his throat. The Torah gave you the opportunity to pay the knas and not to marry her. According to the second sad, Geder ha mitzvah de mahar yimareno leisha ha amor be mefate, who doimel mitzvah yibum. The mitzvah of mefate is like yibum. Where there's a mitzvah of yibum, and the Torah says if you don't want to do yibum, do chalitza. So too, there's a mitzvah of to marry her. And if you don't want to marry, you do chalitza. So there's a mitzvah on the mafata to marry. And if you don't want to marry her, you pay the knas. You're supposed to redeem the firstborn donkey. If you don't want to, you have to break its neck. Maybe that's how we should view mafata. That the mafata has a mitzvah. To marry her, but he has the ability not to by paying the knas. Maybe Mahari Marena is saying that no, you have no mitzvah to marry her. You, you're supposed to pay the knas. If you decide to marry her, If you do decide to marry her, then you don't pay the knas. Meaning the the second side would be you have no uh, someone's mafata woman. He doesn't have to marry her, but if he does, he's exempt from the knas. The obligation to pay is if you don't marry her. If you do marry her, you're exempt. But not that there's a mitzvah to marry her. And according to this, is not a mitzvah at all. It's a way, it's an opt-out, it's a way to get out of knas. It's a din in the knas. So Rav Aaron 
very clearly and sharply portrays how we should view the Pasuk of Mahar Yumareno Leilisha by Mefate. Is it a mitzvah? We're not going to force you to be Mekayim the mitzvah, but it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to marry her. It's just that if you don't want to exercise that mitzvah, you don't want to fulfill that mitzvah, then you got to pay it, like Yibam. You have a mitzvah to do Yibam. If you don't want to do Yibam, do Chalitza. You have a mitzvah to redeem a firstborn Chamar. If you don't want to, uh, you got to break its neck. Or is Mahar Yimarin Elisha not a mitzvah Bechlal? It's not a mitzvah at all. It's just that. It's not a mitzvah at all. There's a mitzvah to pay knas. That's the mitzvah. It's just the Torah says, if you choose to marry her, you're exempt from the knas. So Mar Yimarenol Elisha is not a mitzvah, it's a way to get out of knas. And the Sezerbaran, a big nafkamina would be, meaning what he's spelling out clearly is, we knew that Sad, we could, we could explain that Sad, that there's a mitzvah to marry her, and if you don't, you pay knas. That we could explain clearly. What's the other tzad? The other tzad is there's absolutely no mitzvah to marry her. You're supposed to pay knas. It's just marrying her is an exemption in the knas. There would be a very big nafkamina. It's very reasonable if you're not fulfilling the mitzvah. Let's say there's no mitzvah in marrying her. You're not allowed to marry her. Then you would have to pay the knas. Because it's not the marriage that's exempting you, it's the mitzvah. <laughs> On the other hand, friends, if you have to pay knas, it's just, if you marry the woman, you're exempt. So, if I marry her, even if I'm not allowed to, I'd be exempt from the knas. And the, the Rav Aaron brings a raya from the halacha of the Shulchan Aruch that we read, that if someone's suspected of having relations with a penuya, we're not going to force you to marry her, but there's a mitzvah to marry her. Even though Rav Aaron says, we're, we're, we probably suspect pitoy here. And it sounds like it would be a mitzvah to marry her, even if we know it wasn't oinus, even if it was pitoy. So uh, that's what I got for you today. Basically, there are two ways of viewing the Pasuk of Mahar Yimareno Isha. I think until before the Shir, nobody ever thought there's a mitzvah of the Mafateh to marry her. I think we took the second side. I think instinctively we took the second side. That an Oynes has to marry her, and Mafuta doesn't. If he wants to, he, can, he could. It happened, and it happens to be, it's, if he does marry her, then the then uh, the knas that he owes her, you see, I viewed it like this. It's not even, it's not even that if he marries her, he's putter from the knas. I viewed it that if he marries her, then he just transfers the 50 bucks that he owed her. The 50, 
the, he just sort of moves that into, he segues that into his chiv ksuba to that woman. In other words, it's like we, we, say, we say like this. You, you seduce this woman, you got to pay her money. It ha- By the way, pal, it happens to be if you marry her, that very monetary obligation that you incurred, you could defer it and pay it later as a ksuba. I don't even, I, I would say it's slightly different, maybe this is what Rabaran means, but it's not that you're exempt, it's not that if you marry her you're exempt from knas, you could segue it, you could, what's a good word? You could reconstitute that monetary obligation as the chiv ksuba that you have, and then later on, if you die, you divorce her, you'll give it to her then. So it's not even a ptur in kanas, it's like a deferment. It's uh, like you're re- reconstituting the monetary obligation. But now we're learning there's another tzad, that, that mahar yimarena is a mitzvah to marry her. It's not a chiv, because it implies it's with your consent. It's a mitzvah to marry her. And that mitzvah would then exempt you from paying her the kanas. Okay, Rabbi Isai. And then the nafkamina would be when, if you marry her in a situation where you're not fulfilling a mitzvah. So if it's just an exemption of the knas or a transferring the knas to the ksuba, so then uh, you're exempt. But if it's the fulfillment of the mitzvah, then you're not fulfilling the mitzvah, it would not pater you. Okay, thank you very much, everyone. Have a wonderful day, okay? Brachavatzacha. Kaltun. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.